Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic, great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check. Hunter, who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992 the 1994 premiers premiers the 2018 AFL premiership team the west coast eagles good day everyone welcome to the big footy eagles podcast once again season 2023 of the AFL it is on the horizon it's coming up actually strictly speaking gentlemen i think it Coming up on the show, we're going to talk off-season, pre-season, what we liked, what we didn't like so much. We're going to have a look at the season ahead. Uh, who's in line for a big one? What are we looking for? What do we want to get out of it? And of course, on Saturday, we're underway. It's round one, West Coast Eagles versus North Melbourne. 17th versus 18th. It doesn't get better than that. So that'll lead us off. I'm Honey Badger 35 I am joined tonight by Keys. Keys, it's a new year. It's a new uh, season of the podcast in the books or underway. How's things? How are you feeling? Yeah, another another year. Um yeah, it's sort of half exciting, half dreaded. Seeing what we we don't know not quite what to expect coming into this year, but it can't be worse than last year. Hopefully. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's a bit daunting, but it's uh, low expectation seasons are often the most fun ones because you can find little gems here and there, and maybe this guy playing well is all right for a bit. Let's just hope we turn up a little more than we did last year. Uh, someone who did turn up for us last year though was Bender, and you're back again, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the show. How's things? Yeah, good. Thank you. Another uh, year getting started, and that little bit optimistic, like Keith said. Can't get much worse, so let's hope that uh, there's something, some gems to uncover this year while we improve a little bit at least. Lovely stuff. Uh, a few plugs off the top. I'll stop doing these at some point, I swear, but we're back, so I might as well. Uh, look, have you say in the comments, guys, jump in if you're watching this live. We'd love to see you on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitch as well if that, that floats your boat. So jump in the comments. I've got a couple of people here I can see already watching along as well. So nice to see some familiar faces. Have your say. If we're getting it wrong, if we're getting it right, if you've got a question, let us know. Uh, and you can always listen to these after the fact as well. We're on Spotify. We're on all the podcast apps. So any reviews or any feedback, any queries. And also this year, we'd really love to get some new people on the show as well. Uh, look, particularly those on Big Footy. But if you've got something to say, get in touch and uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, make a few, get a few debutantes on the field and get a few debutantes in the studio as well. Gents, let's start with some love-hate. We do this a little bit on the show. It's a nice little uh, little way to get things started. Pre-season edition, off-season edition. Keys, you were a very close watcher of the off-season, and we talked just before we went live then. There were some things to like, and there was actually a fair bit of momentum. It almost feels maybe the wind's come out of the sails just at the wrong time, but round one, new optimism, fresh faces. It should inject a little bit. What did you like over the last sort of, well, what, four months, six months? Almost going back so far as the draft. What did you like? What have you seen? What's made you think, you know what? I'm actually pretty keen for 2023. Yeah, I like, I like we've got a we've got a healthy list. Um, all the guys have had pretty good pre-seasons. There wasn't too many guys having service. They're all like pretty much fit and rearing go. A couple of late with Nat Nui and Yo, unfortunately. But yep. by and large, the guys have had, they look fitter, they look stronger. Um, certainly compared to how we finished last year, uh, the guys are looking healthy. So that's the I think that was the first first priority this year and yep. uh they've they've ticked that off. Uh Bender, 
we were meant to do a bit of draft coverage and drop the ball on my behalf. So apologies to the people that have been hanging out for our draft recap. A little bit late for that one. What are we, two days before season 2023? But take us through your thoughts on the draft. I think that was a rare case where almost unanimously you had the big footy board coming together and say, they've done a good job on this one. Yeah, look, it appears so, so far, especially with our, um, you know, we've at least got two of them debuting this week in, in Jinby and... Um, and long, yep. so um, Hewitt looks promising. He just obviously has to get the tank up. Apparently, that's the the going at the moment. The other one, a, a promising ruckman, the best ruckman from the draft. Apparently, still got to get a little bit of bulk and size before he gets amongst it. And then Virgil, that's that's still developing. But it, look, at uh, you would say that at least the two debutants and the ruckman and Hewitt, they they all look really promising. I don't know a lot about Virgil at the moment. I haven't seen him play the twos, but look, it's a it's a good draft hand so far. It appears to be very optimistic about it. And added a. Uh... Uh, a future second, or I suppose this now coming second from Port Adelaide. I know there was a lot of chat around the trade and splitting the picks, falling back. But what we've seen from Jinby, I think people would be pretty happy from that. And a few nice highlights from Hewitt as well. Uh, one of the things I liked in the off season, which is not, this is the stuff that doesn't matter, and, uh, but it does matter to me because I'm a bit of a nuff. I think the club has made a decided effort to change up how they're approaching things on social media. I think there's more access to training. I know, Keys, you got to some open trainings quite a bit in the off season as well. There just seems to be a little bit more of a reset and a refresh and all of those good stuff. And I'm not going to say rebuild, but I think they noticed whether it was conscious or not, that maybe things are going a little bit stale, it's coming off the boil. It almost feels like they're gearing up for a a bit of a reset on things on the field, on the playing list, we know. But I kind of like the messaging out of the club in the off-season the most that I have for a while because it is something we're a bit critical of. How did you find all those open training sessions? Did you get a bit out of it? Did you get to see a fair amount? Well, you got to see, yeah, certainly pre-Christmas, they opened them all up. So you got to see all of them. Um, Post-Christmas, they sort of went back into their their sort of usual pattern. But then they did things like um, the... They did an open a live stream of a training session, which you know that was actually pretty pretty novel, pretty good. You know, I mean, some people watch it and go oh, it's a bit cheesy or whatever, but you know they're trying some different stuff. I think to me, it just seems like there was a the feel of the club going to training and things like that. It was it was different, mm. and there was it, it it's certainly an improvement. And I think. Um, from a whole of club point of view, I think they changed a few things around. Not necessarily a lot of staff changes, but um, the way they're approaching things were different to what I saw last year. Uh, Bender, we don't want to be too critical, but got to go to the other side of the coin and a bit of balance. Is there anything you've not liked so much? And as we were talking sort of before we came live, like I said, we sort of, everyone was a bit happy. Everyone was bullish on everything. And then the Nat Nui injury, Yo injury, it's a bit of a what's going on with Cully situation. The Crows game didn't go so well. So it feels like the momentum's kind of come off at the wrong time. Any concerns as as we tackled that off season and as we head into round one? Uh, look, I, I took the Crows game. Look, it wasn't fantastic, but it's a bit of a grain of salt thing. It's a practice match. It's, you know, it's a glorified practice match of that. So I didn't get too upset about it. it. Though it wasn't fantastic, I'm not going to write off the year based on it. Mm. Um, and I think we've got to have realistic expectations of where the year's going. But uh, I agree with you. I think Miguel got it spot on. I think, they, like you said, they made a conscious effort to to make, like to engage the fans a lot more, probably up mm. until before the practice matches started. And then they kind of pulled back a little bit from there. Um, 
and I feel like it's it, they've, they've, they I reckon that they've said, okay, well, we're going to give people more access up until this point, and then we're going to revert to our professionalism of keeping stuff close to us and, you know, not being hugely forthcoming with news about players. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I think that that's probably my only – I think, for, like Key said, it feels like a – like a little bit more of a different attitude over those kind of those first kind of six, eight weeks of preseason where it was a little bit more lighthearted. I think they were trying to make it yeah. more fun for the players and like more engaging for the fans. But I think they've kind of reverted back to, to their usual stuff, whether that's good or bad. I think it's the way that they see that they want to be professional and, and go back to, you know, keeping stuff close to them. Uh, comments coming through here. This is the stuff that doesn't matter would be a great tagline for the pod. And Miguel's come back with Miguel got it spot on would also be a great tagline. So Beautiful stuff, everybody jumping in the comment. G'day to everyone that's giving us a, a bit of a wave and, and g'day to Brent. Thanks for joining us again. Nice to be back. Uh, Keys, taking it back a little further than the recent stuff, the Crows game and all of this, recruitment. Was there any gaps in the list that sort of didn't get filled you would have liked to see? Was the I know there was a little bit of hand-wringing when we, when we brought Hunt in because you know, he's a little bit older than maybe you'd like. What does it signal? Where are we headed? Did you feel that we came away from that having ticked most of the boxes we needed to tick? Did we leave something out there? What did you think of the list? build last sort of October, November? I think the, the main thing we perhaps could have done is brought in a, a mature, another mature ruck. Mm. So I think we tried. I think we had a crack at getting Meek from, from the Dockers, um, but he was pretty set on going to Hawthorne and going back to Victoria. Um, and I think as much as you want to be critical and saying, well, we should have got one, I don't know um, that there was a lot about. There wasn't a lot, yeah. you know, um, to pick from, I think Meek was probably one of the better ones going. There wasn't a lot. Uh, we drafted the Ruckman. We've got yep. Harry Barnett, who has played league in the Sample and actually is, uh, when you see him, he's actually quite a, he's a pretty decent sort of lump of a kid. He's, haven't seen anything much of him because he came across with an ankle injury, so he's been in rehab up until the last week or so. Um, so we might see him sort of get some practice games in the waffle and things like that. I don't know. We'll see a hell of a lot in this season, but you know we've got a longer term plan with him. Um, but yeah, I think if in an ideal world we would have picked up someone else um, as cover for Nat Nui, because whilst I think they would have been hoping that he wouldn't get an injury, it's not. I don't think too many people are surprised that no. he's struggling. Um, bit unfortunate because he was going pretty well until the, the Achilles flared up and now we don't quite know how exactly how long he's going to be out because it's just something that's got to try and settle down a bit. Uh, we'll quickly whip around and we've got a couple more comments coming through. We'll address very shortly, actually, because we're going to have, a, obviously, a look ahead to the season. Quick whip around, though, probably what's what's the number one thing you loved over the last four or five months from an Eagles perspective? I might take a popular one. Apologies if I'm nicking yours, but I really did like our approach to the draft. I think the splitting of the pick, look, time will tell. Um, you know, those guys that were taken at the top end, you'd suggest might go on to very strong careers, but I'm loving what I've seen from Jinby early. Hewitt seemed like a good pick at the time in terms of, you know, he's shown a lot, a couple of nice highlights already in blue and gold as well. So I like the draft. I like the approach to the draft, and I also liked what it signaled in terms of banking a future pick pick addressing that young ruckman hopefully that pays dividends shortly and, and i liked you know going out and getting some good wa talent as well never hurts bender what what was your number one takeaway from the offseason uh i think it started out with the disappointment of recruiting Jaden hunt and then mm. i've probably gone 180 on that i think from watching him in the practice matches and training i think he's 
addressed a need that we sorely lack, and that's pace from the back line. Um, I never really, I don't think he's the, you know, he's like a an all Australian caliber player that we've we've recruited, no. but I think he's what we need. Um, and when we're going down to watch the practice match uh, against Port, he, he stood out like dogs balls, like immediately he was fitter and faster and more aggressive at the ball from the get-go. And I, I'm pretty happy with with that decision in hindsight, whereas at, at first I was a little bit disappointed. But yeah, I think it's a really good one. Uh, John coming in in the comments as well. Always good on the draft chat here. He says we've got Port's future second uh, and the third as well, which I'd actually forgotten about. So double dipping there and, and, and coming in strong, maybe a chance to buy another first rounder this year. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Brent in the comments, getting in two good WA prospects was a good idea. Uh, and he reckons that Jinby has a very level-headed uh, demeanour and a couple of good good little reviews for him there through the grapevine. Keys, what was your number one takeaway from the off-season? I think we, I think there was a lot of criticism last year of our strength and conditioning department. Mm. Whether that was justified or not, I don't know, but yeah, we was. addressed it. A um, couple of guys, we quietly moved on. A um, couple of guys been kept, but we got a guy called, who's Colloquially known as, as Killer, which is Mark Kilgallen, who's a Irish bit of an Irish guru, spent a lot of time Irish rugby, um, spent four or five years at Sydney Swans. Only left Sydney because he went back to Ireland at the start of COVID. So mm. getting getting him into the club, someone different, the players are already speaking pretty highly of him. He's well credentialed. So I think we we addressed we addressed that area, and we also went out and got um, we beefed up our development coaches because you know we've we're focused on the draft. We're going to focus on it again at the end of this year. So we brought in uh, Truella from West Perth as a as the overhaul head development coach, and a young guy, one of the, a young guy that had been working over in in Sydney, Tom Morris, Tom Morrison, I think it is. Better not be a, Tom Morris, development coach. <laughs> Get him gone. Um, so, you know, we, we, we beefed up a couple of areas. I mean, this, the soft cap on football department spending is always going to be a, a, a battle that we can't, we can't always take advantage of our, of our financial strength. But I think we, we, we addressed probably the area that, that needed to. And I think it's shown in the, in the way the players have presented for, for round one. I think, you know, we'll get to that. But I think, you know, there was, I went to training on Monday and, all 44 players were on the park at some point. Now, obviously, there was that no, he was doing rehab. He's gone. Um, he's he's gone down with an injury since, and there was sort of three or four others that are sort of doing rehab and on their way back. Um, but they all they look when you look at them across the board, they look fit and strong and and healthy. So that's I think that's the main thing going into into this year that we've got that part right and then we've got some work to build on so when we get into next year's pre-season we've mm. got an even better base um, and you see from you look at that Alan, the Adelaide game um, Adelaide have had um, Matt Burgess the guy that was at Melbourne he's been at Port Adelaide before um, he's in his second year and Adelaide were super fast, super strong. They looked really, really good. And that's the benefit of a second pre-season under that guy. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll be the same for us next year where we can sort of build on a solid base from this year and then launch again next year and get even better. Ben 
Andy, you can lead us off here. We're going to look ahead and, and do some season predictions. We'll talk individual awards maybe at the back end. But a couple of comments that came through, uh, and this is probably a, a good one to jump off with. How will we measure success come September? And uh, I dare say September maybe might be optimistic for us in a, in a final sense. But come the end of the season, presumably, uh, sometime around that mark, what does a successful season look like for the West Coast Eagles? I don't know. This isn't going to sound defeatist, I think, what, what I think. But I think if... If we can improve on our win loss of last year, which really shouldn't be tough, I think we should push somewhere of you know somewhere between five to ten wins would be nice. Um, you know, a, a conscious effort to give younger players a goal and development, and hopefully not only in our first team in the waffle as well. If we can get a good run at injuries, then you know mm. then our second tier gets good development as well, and something that looks like a, a, a more modernised game plan or, or something that's moved on from what we were playing before with that kick mark style, which I don't think we're we're quite capable of beating teams with anymore. I think if you know that look, it's not. I don't. I don't expect, or I don't think we're going to make finals, and I don't think that's going to be. If we do, I don't think it's a true measure of where we're at. I think it'll be that dead cat bounce that we we're worried about. Um, mm. But yeah, mainly development and and some change would be nice for me. A uh, couple more comments coming through. We need to hit the twenty twenty three and the twenty twenty four drafts for the club to get back. Uh, and as discussed, look, we've got a nice draft hand and, and we'll see how things go this season, but we've got some extra picks. Uh, and John saying, the thing I liked about our draft hall is that all the draftees have pace uh, and apart from Jinbi, good skills. So not a wrap on Jinbi's skills there from John, but by God, does he go hard? And, and hopefully we'll see that on Saturday. Keys, what does a successful Eagles season look like? We're not really looking at win losses you know, specifically, uh, I suppose that's not really the phase we're in, unfortunately. It's a reality of where we're at. But at the end of the year, you look back and you go, you know what? That season actually gets a tick. Is it a particular number of players coming through? Is it a particular player having a good season? What does it look like to you? I think it's, yeah, I, I think wins and loss is is necessarily what you're looking at, but you want some wins. I think if, if I think the, the floor of I think anything less than six wins would be pretty disappointing. Mm. I think you want that would be that would be absolute sort of floor of what you should be expecting. Um, beyond that, you know, it's anything above that would perhaps be a bonus. I think we ended up with a percentage of about fifty nine or or something like that. You want to probably be pushing that up towards eighty, um, and you, you, you want to be competitive in games. I, you know, we had a, you know, we had a stretch from like what was it rounds five to eleven or something like that, where you know we were eternally getting beaten by seventy plus points. Had a couple of hundred points every week. Yeah, you know, we were just getting just getting absolutely torched and. We sort of got better in the back half of last year. So you look at some of those games in that the run at home after the bye, and you know we were within a couple of goals or maybe even leading at three quarter ga- time in a, in a lot of those games. And you thought, okay, well at three quarter time you're a, we're a chance. We didn't take many of them, um, but you want to sort of be in that thing where you know if you're losing by you know three or four goals, you go, okay, well look, they had a they had a crack. I mean, you don't want to you want to say it, but like the old the old school honourable loss. Well. Um, when you've come from consecutive ten goal losses, see, you want to see a group of you want to see a group of those young guys draftees. You want to see them getting some exposure, seeing some some signs that they're developing, and and with some of them will be in be in the waffle. Um, and there's a group of guys that have been at the club for sort of five, six, seven years. They played maybe twenty, thirty, fifty games. 
you want to see probably a couple, at least two, maybe three or four of those guys sort of jump up and, and actually have a bit of a breakout year. So you're talking about guys like Jermaine Jones, Petrocelli, Rotham, uh, you know, Witherden, O'Neill. You know, some of them aren't going to make it. Yeah, you want to see maybe Jamison and Bailey Williams take a bit of a... Um, a jump in the ruck, Jakey Waterman mm. maybe come through. You want to see if you can see if you can get uh, like a solid B grade player out of you know say three or four B grade players out of that group that get a bit of an opportunity actually take one where they haven't necessarily they've all shown a capacity to be able to play AFL level football, but they've yeah. none of them been able to do it consistently, and yeah. that's been their problem. They haven't been able to hold their, their place in the side. So you want to see a couple of those guys maybe come through and then do that, and we sort of um, transition out a couple of the older guys so that we don't you know we don't we don't want to be relying on the Hearn to be our best defender anymore. Mm. Um, you, you know. You don't want Shuey to be our best midfielder anymore. You want to see some of these other guys pick up the slack. So that's what, you know, probably success looks like. I mean, we can make finals on the back of all of our old guys winding back the clock, but that's not going to be a sustainable thing because those blokes next year are going to be a year old and they won't necessarily be able to repeat it. Mm. So, you know, that's where the balance is. If we make finals because all the, all the young guys come through, um, that'd be fantastic. But I don't think it'll happen. No, maybe not. One of the themes, actually, that's I didn't really expect to come up so much, but it has a fair bit in the comments, and you've both mentioned it there, is actually the waffle side. And having a look at the ladder for the waffle side last year, one win, 17 losses, percentage of 48.9. Obviously, that speaks to where we were at from an availability standpoint. Uh you can you can turn if you want to be blunt you can say no that's still simply not good enough and I I'd understand that but it, the waffle side is a little bit hamstrung in the way it's set up when we're injured it is just a non-starter the waffle side being competitive would probably speak to number one hopefully the selections a little more balanced in terms of maybe you've got you know a couple of guys coming back through the waffle that haven't historically been made to do so maybe you've got more veteran spending time there um, but it would also speak to good availability it would speak to the fact that everybody's hopefully getting a bit of a crack uh, there's 14 AFL listed players plus our boy Jackson Nelson playing in the Waffle Scratchy this week. That is per the great man Miguel Sanchez. So how often did we have 14, call it borderline 15 with Jacko Nelson? When was the last time we had 15 available guys in the Waffle side? You know, it's been an amateur footy club for the last few years, let's be honest. Uh, so the Waffle side doing well, I think would actually be a good one. And Bender, you throw it back to 2018, a great year. And Liam Ryan debuted. That's one. Brander debuted. Oscar Allen debuted. That's three. Petch, that's four. Uh, Ainsworth, that's five. Brandon Archie made his Eagles debut. And we had Rioli and we had Waterman also debut. So that is a, a lot of debutantes. And I know the season was a success naturally as a flag year, but that's a great way to jumpstart a bit of injection of talent into the list. We've got three debutants in round one. We've got the club debutant there in Hunt as well. So is there a number that you'd like to see or is it, is it more, I suppose, just making sure everyone gets a crack, that a select group of guys get an extended look? What do you want to see from the kids this year? Look, I think it's important to give to reward form at very least. And at this point, you're looking at um, at Long and, and Jinby that have trained hard and they've mm. earned their spot, you know what I mean? Um, Chester obviously definitely as well and he's had a long road to come back um, Hunt deserves his spot but you've got to keep that youth in there I think just to keep things fresh at least um, and rotating him through maybe not running him into the ground too much but um, I think that what, what I found interesting from the, that 2015 to 2018 kind of time is that we were playing young players and it seemed to make the older players perform better having a little bit more of a I don't know optimism or a fresh feel around them and I think that's important right now the club because the club feels a bit stale 
And I think after a year where we haven't had a big list to choose from, if we can have kids rotating through, it's exactly like you said, it means that the waffle list is strong, that we're healthy, and it can only be a positive. Um, I'm not a, I'm not big on the play kids for the sake of it. Like, you know, mm. if you do that, then you end up going down the Carlton Melbourne doldrums that they went through, and we don't want that. But there's definitely a balance, and I think I think we can achieve that balance if we do it right and hopefully with a touch wood, a healthy list. It's come up a couple of times, that sense of sort of fun and injecting a little bit of energy. Jinbi seems to be carrying the flag on this. There seems to be a lot of love in the group for him. Even Maybe it's social media. You know, maybe they're showing us what we want to see. But he's popping up in everything. The boys are getting around him. The debutante videos are always an easy PR goal to kick. But, like, just seeing him in there in the team meeting, they're all having fun. That. It's it's a little bit fresh. It's a little bit exciting, and it maybe tries to put an end, like an end to an era of last year and, and kickstart things a little bit more. Uh, Keys, if we go through some individuals, or I suppose some individual awards as such. Uh, for a start, let's start with the best and fairest. That's the big one. And we've seen it go to senior players time after time after time. Barras, obviously the big breakout star of last year, furthering on a, already a good foundation. Nick Nat, the two before then. So Barras maybe aside, Nick Nat's obviously a veteran. Shuey, Yo, all these guys that win it over and over again. They're getting a little bit long in the tooth. So who's in line for a best and fairest this year? Uh, do you think we're going to get a first-time winner? And, and where do you see sort of the, the young guys coming through? Who's going to make that claim? Just before... Just you asked about like the waffle side. Yep. I went through one time when I was bored. Last <laughs> year in the waffle, we had a total of four game, five games where we had ten or more players, list of players playing waffle. We had three games where we had three waffle players, and we forfeited mm. one week because we couldn't play any. Um, so for all the shit that what poured on our waffle side, they just didn't. We had amateurs playing waffle. Oh, so it was very much the symptom, not the yeah, not the cause. And, and we had and the and the list of players we did have going through there were the blokes at absolute bottom of our list. So like Jack Williams played seventeen games. You know he's a kid, but anyway, um, best and fairest. I would love to see Tim Kelly win it. Yeah. Um, I know he's not a young guy, but he's a bloke that, you know, a lot of fanfare when he came across, he's been criticised. I think some of the criticism is unfair, but then some of it, you know, he hasn't always pulled his weight. And I think the Adelaide game was a pretty good example of that. When we needed someone to sort of stand up, he went, went missing. Um, I think if if we get someone like Kelly up that pointy end playing well and winning the best of Ferris, I think that's a I think it'd be a good sign that we're moving in the right right direction. Um, if it's not Kelly, I'd love to see a forward winner, whether it's Darling or Allen or Liam Ryan, because mm. I don't want to see a defender winning the best and fairest. Not against any none of against our defenders, but. Our best players last year were the defenders because that's where the ball lived. Yeah. So I'd love to see. I'd love to if it's not um, Kelly or one of you know one of the other mids. I'd love it to. I'd love it to be a forward because it means that we're getting the ball down there and and someone's standing up down there. Uh, Bender, I saw a thumbs up from yourself there when Keys mentioned Kelly as well, and, and I'm very much in the same boat. Had a chat with somebody on Twitter today about Kelly, and there's a lot of negativity around him at times, and I understand we paid a premium for him, but. I tell you what, it'd be bloody good if he could get up and about and uh, really fire that midfield with a little bit of youth around him as well. Uh, for yourself, if it's not Kelly, is there someone you'd like to see win it? And and who do you think might even be a bit of a bolter? Is there someone you have an eye on and saying, you know what, they could be a chance at making a push? Yeah, look, I'd like to see Liam Ryan um, poll yeah. well. Um, I think if he does, it means he's playing up the ground a lot more, which can only be good for us because his delivery into the 50 is sublime. 
So I'm hoping that he pushes up the ground a bit more this year. He already looks a lot fitter than he did last year, um, a lot leaner at least. Um, so I think if he's, that means he's moving up the ground, which is it can only be a good thing. And if not him, um, purely I, I would say Liam Duggan, and I don't mean that because he's defended well. I would just like to see him come on, you know, and, and be the player that we've, we've wanted him to be. And I think yep. we've been waiting for him to be since 2015. He looked like he was going to be outstanding. Um, not that he's been a slouch or anything, but I'd like to see him excel. That would be good. Uh, and Bender, I'll keep it with you. We'll talk about goal-kicking awards. Now, Darling and Allen are probably going to be the two most popular names. Is a guy like Ryan a chance, or is it going to come down to one of these focal points? Are they going to win the goal kicking with 10 goals? You know, we actually get to kick some goals this year. What do you reckon is going to happen there? Look, I, I don't think I got a strong feel for our forward plans from the practice mm. games. Um, we're obviously traditionally kicking towards Kennedy or um, or Darling anytime we go into the forward line. We're not like other teams that just get it in there and where we have good ground ball uh, players and pressure that kick other goals. So... I'm still not sure which way we're going to go there. Um, I think Ryan's a chance because he's now, he doesn't have Rioli in there. Uh, not that I've, he was taking goals away from him. I just think he's now a more important player. Um, Cripps, obviously, is easily forgotten about, but he contributes a heap. Um, and I'm sure that he's going to have a big year as well. So, And we needed to have a big year because the goals are, need to come from somewhere. So I, I don't know yet. I still think from the little bit of games I saw that we're going to be very focal on our key forwards, which is normal. But with faster ball movement, you can't always have that. You're going to need better ground ball players. And I think, I know some might surprise, maybe a better year from Petch. Who knows? Yep, would be nice. It'd definitely be nice. Uh, Darling, for me, seems likely. Alan, I'm so pumped. I just love watching Oscar Allen play football. He's such a fucking madman when that ball is up for grabs. It's so nice to see. Uh, Cam in the comments is asking, where's Miguel? And he says he's hanging out in the cheap seats. So uh, Migs, we'll get Migs on soon enough. I'm sure we'll uh, rotate the crew. And and look, I said it up top, but if you're tuning in now, jump on the show, you know, send me a message, send us a message on Big Footy, see how things are, are getting on and have you say in the show, we'll get you on camera or we'll get you on air sometime this season. Uh, Keys, Darling, Alan, Ryan, Petch, Long, who's going to kick the most goals for the Eagles this year? I I think it'll be um, I think it'll be Alan because I think most of the stuff will go through 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 him. Um, nice. I just want to see uh, Alan and Darling between them kick about eighty to ninety goals. If we can get that out of as a pair, we'll be pretty happy. And then if you get the likes of Ryan and Cripps and and that to sort of chip in with you know twenty five to thirty five, um, you know it means we've got a relatively well functioning forward line. So. Um, yeah, it'll be one of Alan or Darling, and then yeah, I don't, I don't quite know which because it's hard to. We didn't see Darling in the preseason game, so it was it's sort mm. of hard to see just how that how that pair will will work, and you know who plays close to the goal and who moves up the ground a little bit further. Um, until we sort of see it, we, we don't quite know. Uh, in the comments here, coming through on Twitch, the question is: Can they get enough supply from our mids? And Keys, I'll stick it with you on this one. The the key of the whole season, I suppose, is going to be getting it out of the ruck, getting some supply, not playing from that back half quite so much. Now, with that said, who do you think is going to be our most improved players? Because there's a couple of guys coming back from long-term injuries that are almost forgotten or, or sort of slipped through the cracks a bit, and several of them are going to play through that midfield you'd expect. Yeah, it supplies massive issue last year, and unfortunately, um, the two practice games, supply continued to be a, be a problem. Um, mm. So we need to be getting the ball out of the middle more because what happened in both those pre-season games was we lost 
We lose the centre clearance, goes in there, and then we struggle to get it out of our back half. Um, and both games starts from the ruck. Negative, negative twenty inside fifty count. You just mm. you can't win games like that um, sustainably. So um, I think our most improved mids, like I mean Kelly, um, and then you know hopefully you know Yo's not out for long, and we can get him back and. We get the old angry yo back, and I think that'll make a massive difference um, to us, having him back in the side. And then, you know, someone like O'Neill, I'd mm. really like him to... He's been kicking around for a while, sort of mentioned him a bit earlier. Um, I'd love to him to have a you know, 18, 20-game season and really sort of jump out of the box, because I think he's got... There's something there, but he just hasn't quite put it all together uh, yet, I'd be I'd be wrapped if uh, if he was one that jumped out because I think he's 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 got the pieces there if he can put them all together. Uh, we were talking about what's a successful season, and Keys, you mentioned Yo there. For me, healthy Yo, angry Yo, I love him. He's great. Elliot Yo playing predominantly halfback flank would be a big tick for me. Not because I think it's necessarily his best role. I think if we were pushing for a flag, he should be playing in the middle. But just because of what it signals, it's a. It, I think it would help our ball movement, but it also signals that, you know what, there is a rotation in there for an extra kid or there's some more opportunity for this guy or that guy. I'd love to see Yoey get a big crack on the uh, on the halfback flank when he does indeed come back. Uh, Bender, probably most importantly for this season, actually, best young player. Doesn't have to be a debutante or a first-year player or anything. Uh, sort of of the guys that you feel are on that younger side of things, who is the guy you're most excited for and who do you think is going to impress us the most? Well, we got a, it's a hard question to answer. I think I think everyone's answer would probably be Jinby at the moment. Um, and right. it's from, oh, fair enough. Um, he just looked like he just looked like an animal when he was playing in the practice match. He was just throwing yeah. himself at everything and just like, you know, just more energy than most of the team. Um, so I don't, I wasn't that huge on him. I was more bullish on Hewitt before I saw Jimby play in that Adelaide match. Um, and I'm kind of more turned towards being very excited about him. Um, I think, I think we've got something special in Hewitt and that he's, he's kind of, almost like the forgotten man because of how big a preseason Jimby is. And he's always, and he's been a talented player for a couple of years that people have been talking about and to land both of them was huge. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of split between those two, but after that performance in that front against Adelaide from Jimby, I'm, I'm very excited about what he can bring. Uh, best under 22, Chesser. We've got a vote for Chesser in the comments there. And he's exciting to see him come in after obviously a, a disappointing he, last he year with that big. early injury. Keys, you you want Chesser? Go on then, talk, talk to it. What, what do we like about Chesser? What are you well, looking I for? Think, I think Chesser's... Yeah, we, we've seen so little of him. There was even before he's drafted, he hadn't played a lot of footy. Um, you know, everyone laughed at him when he got drafted because we threw the you know the 5XL jumper on him and he was sort of yeah. mocked and everything like that. Got in his car, drove across here, went away from Christmas, did everything right, was was tracking really well, and then he did his ankle five minutes into that practice game and mm. didn't bitch and moan. He just went back off and did his work and everything like that. And I mean, really, five. Five or six weeks ago, Chester was still like, well, we don't know where he'll be. We're not sure if he'll be round one ready. They were going to ease him into it and everything like that. And then he's come pretty much from the clouds to, to debut. So I think he's, he's a good story. He's a great, he seems to be a really great kid. Um, I just love him to succeed because I think it'll be a, um, it'd be good for the recruiters as well. They probably took a bit of a chance with him. Um, and there was a fair bit of criticism because, oh, well, you know, you picked an injury-playing player and he missed his first season with, a, Got injured. with an injury. Um, and I think he, 
he offers a bit of pace and things like that. And once he once he settles in, um, I think we've got something pretty pretty exciting there. So, but it's picking our best young player at the moment. It's a little bit like um, little like going into a startup candy shop. You've got you got plenty to pick from. Like even someone like Long that's come from the clouds mm. to um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming out from un, from the club about his footy smarts and and, and what he might be. Um, and I heard his coach talk, his junior coach talking on Mark Duffield's show on Tuesday or Wednesday, and he was he said he he's not a, he's a midfielder in the mould of he compared him to Caleb Sarong. If we got someone even close to as good as Caleb Sarong from pick 58 that'd be enormous so i'm looking forward to seeing how he goes as well but chess is my pick for the guy that excites me most and crucially he wouldn't be nearly as much of a prick so that'd be nice as well uh rhett bazo is my option and i know it's a little bit of a curveball and obviously not to dwell on it but a horrible preseason for him for circumstance so out of his control uh but he's back training with the club and that's great to hear. And I hope that he's going well. I hope all the best for him when he is ready to get back up to speed and get back on the field. And even if it takes a little while longer for some of the other guys, he excited me a lot down the back end of last year. And I know that typically it's not the sexiest thing in the world to have a gun defender as a kid. You want a gun mid or some exciting forward or whatever, but he reads it well. He's got a fair amount about him in terms of the physicality. I really liked watching him play and just for him to get back onto the field and, and back out there, it'd be a great spot if he takes over from let's say a Shannon Hearn role or if he stamps a spot down and makes it his own and you can go into next season thinking like you know what of our back six we've got this kid who's 19 he'll be probably 20 by then at some stage I'm sure you know we've got him Cole I'm excited to see come back I know he's not super young but you're starting to see some pieces there where what's the back line of the future look like well it might be an older McGovern Barass hitting his prime and then maybe a Cole maybe a young kid in Bazo and a few guys off the halfback as well so I'm, I'm really excited for him I hope he gets back up to full speed i'd love to watch him play round one gentlemen this is it we play north melbourne they've put the absolute blockbuster game this is what you want to see you wait all off season so they give you what you want straight out the gates it's 17th versus 18th it's round one it's the eagles against north melbourne bender they're playing in 37 degree heat or some bullshit like that at marvel i presume the roof is going to be closed it is going to be an absolute sauna in there i don't know whether that bodes well for us or poorly but uh what are you looking for in this game what are you expecting what's your early gut feel Surely you think we deal with it all right after our Perth summer. You'd think that they'd, they'd be okay with it. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be too huge a shock. I think it'd be a bigger shock for North with the heat. Um, but uh, look, I, I, I think it's been such a long break after a disappointing season. Um, I, I just want to see something. You know what I mean? I want to see, I want to see how the guys are going, what we're really looking at for the year. Um, I don't think I've got a lot from the preseason as to where we really are at. Um, but this is a game that I expect us to be competitive and walk away with the win. Um, if we lose this game, I'm a little bit sceptical to how well the season's going to go after here. I'm not going to write it off after one game, clearly, but it's a very it's, it's got to be our most winnable match of the year, you'd think. Um, you know, so I'm hoping it goes that way at least. So North have a few uh, fresh faces, but Keys, interestingly enough, a, a few interesting selections from them. Uh, the big one in terms of Goldstein's not available, Mackay's out. So they've got a few injuries or, or veterans, some of their better players missing. A lot of youth. They got a few debutants. They got Griffin Logue over there, who I rate so, so highly, uh, which is disappointing that he's now wound up at North. But yeah, a couple of good 
fresh faces for them. I'll quickly whip through our team announcement. I'll start with the back six keys, and you can have your say on these. Hearn, Barras, Cole, Duggan, McGovern, and Hunt. That is the named back six. Uh, and on the bench as well, you might throw Witherden in there. We'll wait and see how they use him. So what do you make of the defensive unit? Um, that's our strongest unit. I mean, there's was that five Premiership players. Um, Are we still doing that? I think. Uh, do we do we need to retire? Oh well, I think you know you've got McGovern and Barras at the top of their game. Uh, oh yeah. Um, uh, as good a pair of key defenders as are going in the comp. Um, Cole, we don't know quite what we'll get because we haven't seen him for eighteen months. Duggan's been hit and miss. Hearn, Hearn sort of. I mean, he's one that you sort of. Gonna be interesting to see how he goes this year. He's another. He's thirty-five, showing signs of of um, the pace of the game, sort of getting by him a little bit now. Sometimes he's a bit, uh, he's a little bit less creative with his with his disposal than he used to be. Um, I'd love to see him kick more to the middle of the ground than down that bloody right flank. Um, <laughs> yeah, every but, time. You know, you look at you look at their their forward line, and you'd sort of hope well. Unless they get absolutely swamped with supply, you'd, you'd, you'd hope you'd be able to hold them to a to a lowish score. Um, so, yeah, I'd be disappointed if that back line gets carved. I mean, I wouldn't be expecting Larky to be kicking six goals again. No, he got the uh, he got the Jack Williams matchup at four. No, it was Jamison, was it? He got Jamison, Callum Jamison yeah. at fullback last year. That was one. Boy, I fucking hate him. I'm torn on this North Melbourne side because there are some guys in here that I absolutely love. Like I really do like Griffin Loeb. I've been spoke, uh, outspoken or very prominent about how much I love Hugh Greenwood. It's a little bit of a Honey Badger all-star team here, but then they've also got Larky. They've also got Stevenson. They've also got Zeeble. So mixed bag. Don't know what to make of this North side. Uh, a comment here says, do we do better with two or three key position defenders? Uh, Bender, looking at their lineup, it's not particularly tall and there's a bit of an injury cloud over Zerhar as well. He is named, but it's not the biggest team you've ever seen. They've got Jerry in the ruck, but no real backup ruckman there either. Are we going in too tall on a on a steamy day at Marvel Stadium? I don't think so, no. Um, I think we work well with with the that that back line is fairly decent and I don't think we've gone too tall considering what we've thrown up before. Um, but looking at, I'm, I'm just going through their team now. I, did, I, I was going to ask, is Goldstein still on the list? And he's on the emergencies. Yeah, um, they, so they've Clarko just don't, him. doesn't want him. Didn't want him. Yeah. I, I had a quick glance at the North board. I don't think anything happened. I don't think there's been any injury or whatever. He just... He's mm, been left without out. Him. Yeah, yeah he's fair enough. Um, are you, were you being Williams, serious yeah. about your um your like for uh, for Griffin Logue, were you? I thought you were joking. I bloody love Griffin Logue. I <laughs> love Griffin Logue. I think Frio would have made at least one round further in the finals last year if they just fucking played him back instead of pissing around as a defensive forward. I just think he's really good. I don't well, I, I, you know. Taking a piss. No, 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 no. He is. I would say he is. I'm still my not fa- sure that you are. Oh, no, no. You check the group chat. Check the group chat. I have. Yeah, I thought he was a picture perfect shepherd replacement when he was eyeing the door. Not that he'd ever walk across the hall and come to us, but last year it was very clear that he wasn't settled in his role. And I was thinking, like, you know what? Why aren't we having a swing for Griffin Low? Anyway, we won't uh, we won't dwell too much on just, that. Hopefully, Darling gives him a bath. So just be fine. for for John Bennett's benefit, Simpson's got a five four record against Clarkson as coach. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. We'll find out. Anyway, uh, yeah, a couple of people saying they like Griffin Logue, so that's nice to see. A little bit of uh, bit of chat there. Uh, guys, we'll go through the midfield for the Eagles, and there's a prominent name missing, and this has been a bit contentious. I'm sure we'll get a little bit of clarity from the club in the coming days because a few journos on Twitter seem to have cottoned onto this one as well. But the players that have been named, we've got Gaff, we've got Kelly, we've got Chesser, uh, we've got Bailey Williams leading the line, Jinby and Shuey. I'll throw Sheed in here as well, even though he's named on the flank, and then we've also got 
got O'Neill and Cal Jamison to back up on the bench. Now, Keys, the name that's missing from that is, of course, Jai Cully, superstar of the preseason, and then fell down the hole and he's disappeared. And he's got a case of Partington's like I've never seen. We haven't heard from him. We haven't heard why he's not flying. He's not even an emergency. So that's definitely one aspect. But then beyond that as well, what, what do you make of the midfield mix they have gone with? Okay, I'll address Cully first because I think I pretty much led the charge on preseason as to how well he was going because he looked a million bucks. Um, mm. You know, he, he look he's fit and he's strong and he's he does look really really good. Um, so I thought he was yeah I was thinking he was a lock for round one. Um, played the first half against Port was okay without being great. Kind of looked a little bit slow at times, which is probably his his key his key weakness if he's going to develop at AFL. He's just a he's a touch slow. Um, so I don't and then. He got rested the second half, and then he played. There was a like a scrimmage match afterwards. He played all four quarters After. of that, and he was okay yeah. in that, from what I saw. And he did play against Adelaide, but he played the scrimmage match they had. But um, for whatever reason, the AFL kicked us all out at the end of the first game, and we weren't able to watch the, the scrimmage game. But like Daddy did very well because we got torched by about twelve goals in that game. Um, so it's a bit of a mystery why he's sort of since the Adelaide game. Uh, the training session has been, hasn't been doing a hell of a lot. Doesn't look like he's been in rehab, but he's certainly his training's been backed off. So whether he's developed a little bit of a niggle and they're just sort of being careful with him, who knows? But I then did. Um, if you look at the side that's named, mm. and then you turn around and say, "Okay, who? If you're putting Kelly in the midfield, who does he take? Whose place does he take?" And he's not taking Kelly's. He's not taking Shuey's. As much as people are down on Gaffin Shuey at times, he's not taking. Those guys for round one. Or Jimby. Um, Gimby. Well, we've all been raving about Gimby, so you're probably not taking his spot. That probably leaves O'Neill as the one that, if he was going to be in, he takes mm. O'Neill's spot. And I think um, in the practice games, I thought O'Neill actually did quite well when he came on. He, he, he wasn't um, he wasn't just demonstrably better than Cully, um, but he wasn't worse either. So it's perhaps a line ball between those two guys. O'Neill's got a little bit more experience. He's probably a little bit quicker. Um, so as much as, yeah, Cully's had a really good pre-season, he's still only 20 years old. You know, he's he's still learning the game. So maybe it's not as big a surprise as what we, we thought. It It's not OP because... If he was at AP, I've seen what they've been. I've seen what they've been doing with guys. If they get a niggle at training and they just pull them right out and they walk laps, and he hasn't been doing that. He's still been. He's been. Do, he's been lighter. Um, lighter sessions, a lot less work, but he's not been doing no work. So it's mm. it's, it's not AP. And if he's been named at centre in the waffle, that's not an issue. So it's just a form thing. And if he has a really good game, you know, maybe we'll see him in a in a, in a week or two. Um, other than that. The one thing I, one of the things I've not liked over preseason and in the preseason, the games against Port and Adelaide, mm. um, I didn't like Gaff. Um, really disappointed that we saw him go straight into the centre square, first bounce against Port. I was like, I don't want to see him there. Against Adelaide, he basically played on the wing, um, but he had no influence on the game. And he's one guy, that he, he had an ankle problem last year, so you've got to give him. Um, a bit of a mulligan on, on last year along with other guys. But yeah, but also don't like, play him. He, Just don't play he, he him. Had a, he it. had a proper pre-season. He's, he, look, he actually looks back to his fitness and things like that, but he still looks slow. And he's mm. a guy that, um, as this year goes on, it worries me. Um, and I think 
he's likely to be a test of Adam Simpson's resolve to, you know, if guys, if senior guys aren't performing, they need to be shifted, particularly if there's a young guy tearing it up mm. um, uh, in the waffle. So let's say, for example, um, <clears throat> Greg Clark's been playing on the wing in the preseason games. So let's yep. say Clark plays on the wing in the waffle, gets a, you know, 30, 35 possession game, two or three weeks in a row, and Gaff's struggling, you know, then you've got to start looking at, well, Simpson, you've got to be playing, you've got to be rewarding form and not and not seniority. So Gaff is the one. I'll be what, on a fast trick at Marvel, Gaff's the guy that, that worries me and I hope, yep. he, I hope he performs. I don't want him to be, play badly. I'm not wishing that on him, but he's a guy that, that in particular worries me how as to how our season will transpire if we keep, Given him persisting with him with games, if he has the same impact he had last year, because he was last year was really poor. One of the things that interests me this year is our midfield mix, and that's in terms of how much variety we get through the middle. Because we were getting games last year where you had, excluding the rucks, obviously, you had four midfielders all game. You get four guys that would get all the center bounces, and that's not sustainable. And it's also not what the good clubs are doing. The better clubs are rotating guys in. And I'm looking at this list: Kelly, Jinby, Shuey. There's three that'll definitely take center bounces. O'Neill, you throw in Chesser, maybe gets a couple. You throw in Dom Sheed, gets a couple. Uh, there's six there, and then maybe Jermaine Jones gets a few. And unfortunately, Gaffy's probably likely to get a couple as well. But if we do that, there's eight guys there that are getting rotated through. That's a better mix that's better shape while i don't agree with sending gaffy into the middle he's a winger play him on the wing i think i think that's going to be the way forward is that rotation uh bender let's have a look at the forward line and, and we discussed when we went through the goal kickers who we like who we're excited for sheed named on the half forward line he'll do a bit of both you suspect jack darling we got Cripps, we got ryan oscar allen and the debutante long as well uh interested to see is with it in a backman is with it in a forward where we saw him play a little bit of defensive forward last year is jones a midfielder is he a small forward there's some options there but once more there's rotation options for the first time in a long time what do you make of that forward unit and do you think there's enough on paper there to kick a score yeah, I think if all goes to plan, there's definitely enough on there to kick a score. This is actually, I apologise, I hadn't seen the actual, uh, the team list properly until now, and they've named all the debutants on the on the actual ground, which is promising. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I, I think we, traditionally, even last year, it was it was very noticeable how much pressure we lacked in the forward line. Um, I'm hoping Long brings a little bit more. Yeah energy and and you know defensive pressure stopping the ball getting walked out i think that's important that he plays that role but look it's it's exciting i think um i think it's probably our i'm not sure you could maybe move patch in instead of long and that's probably our close to our best front six i'd imagine including a, a resting midfielder um and and she can kick a goal when he wants to yep. um so <laughs> look i think it's yeah it's um you know i think it's a it's a decent six uh I think it just goes back to what we were talking about before. Can the ball get there or not? Right on time in the comments. Enough talent mm. to kick a score. The question is, can the mids get it in quick enough? Uh, gents, we've gone through line by line. General vibe check. Let's do the vibe check keys. You can lead us off. What are you thinking? Are you feeling positive? I know the wind's come out of the sails a little in the preseason, but it's round one, new energy, new team, new season. What do you reckon we're in, in for here? What are, you, what are you looking for? It's really been unknown. Um, I think that's the, the thing. We just don't quite know what we're going to get. I don't like that we got North Melbourne round one mm. because I think if this was a round five or six game, round game, I think um, I, 
I think the problem with North Round One is uh, they've got a bright. They've got Clarkson's first game. You know, they, they they've got a lot of similar sort of things to us. So, you know, they want to you know get off to a nice start after a really shitty year. They want to mm. um, prove themselves. You know, Clarkson's going to want to get a win first up. Um, it's at their ground. If it was over here, I'd be a bit more confident. Um, so. I mean, we finished 7th 8th last year, so every game's a danger game this year. Um, so I'm a little bit... I think I think we should win, but I'm not necessarily oozing with confidence that we that we will. I just I just hope that um, if we lose, it's at least competitive, and it's because um, some of those North youngsters that they've got and things like they actually play, they play really well. And you go, okay, well, they've got some good young talent there as well. Um and they've done okay. I I hope we don't beat ourselves. I hope we don't, um, you know, just continually turn the ball over across half back and just concede easy goals. That's the sort mm. of thing I, that I don't want to see. Um, I think if we turn the ball over because we take a, you know, we're trying to hit a bloke 45, you know, in space in the centre and it, it doesn't quite come off, well, then that's, yeah. that's fine because we're trying something. What I don't want to see is you know, a twenty-five meter chip pass that's basically going backwards or across the guy line, and it misses a target by five meters and bounces into a North Melbourne player's lap, and he just runs in for a um, you know, a, a gimme goal. That's I think if we turn it over, you want to be doing it because we've taken genuine risks. Um, I don't want to be seeing turnovers from safe options. Uh, Bendy, you can lead us off by putting a number on it and tell us what the actual tip is and, and which player you're most excited to see. But generally speaking, you know, we'll, we'll track this throughout the season. We we feeling positive? We feeling cautious? What, what's the vibe? I think a bit of both. I'm feeling yeah, a bit nice. positive. I think, I think I was a lot more positive before Yo went down. I thought it, I, yeah. I thought it was a certainty, but it's a big loss. But I'm hoping we can cover him. Um, I'm going to go with Eagles by 17 points, um, just under three goals. Um, I'm not going to limit it. I'm, I'm most excited to see the three debutants outside yeah. of Hunt. Um, I think that that's what's keeping us in it this year as supporters is is our shiny new recruits and how well they go. Um, and I think it's it's got to be exciting for them, especially for Chesser to, to debut and obviously Long because I feel like he's from over east. Um, in front of hopefully their family, and I'm hoping Jinby got to take someone over as well. Um, but it's going to be really, really exciting for those kids, and I'm really excited to see them. Oh, there you go. So yeah, um, I think look, I'm excited for the debutants to see what they bring. Um, but I also think it's a very real probability of a win, which is also exciting in itself. There you go. Uh, question in the comment coming here from from Greg says, "Who will be the sub?" I think Petch and West are the only two that went over. I would say of them probably West because they've been happy to play him forward, and it kind of gives you a little bit more midfield cover. That's just a guess. Not not really much behind that. But uh, Westy's cut his hair, so I don't really care anymore. I kind of I'd happily kick him to the curb because I was just in it for the cool haircut. Uh, the Eagles, I really hope they win. Jesus, it'd be nice to just get a win and kick things off 1-0. and That'd be great. Let's say they get a win. We'll say they get a win by a kick somewhere in that. Let's say six points. Why not? Uh, I am worried about the speed of the deck, though. As, as Bender rightfully pointed out, it's a, it's a quick pitch. It's Marvel with the roof presumably closed, 37-degree sauna in there. I worry that maybe you run out of legs a little bit because they're quite a young side. But we've got a little bit of youth in there. It's round one. They should be fresh. They should be ready to, ready to go. So let's say the Eagles buy a kick. And, and hopefully it goes down that path. Keys, uh, what are you looking for? Who, who are you most excited for? And, and who's going to win? I think Eagles by 10. 
I'm not, I'm not uh, optimistic about that, but I think maybe 10. Yep. Um, I'm actually, like Bender, I like to see how the young guys go. I like to see how Jamison and Williams go because yeah, um, yeah, we need we need those guys to come on because there's some sort of doubts over how long Nick will be out for. Um, for the time being, those blokes are our ruck future. So um, I'd really like to see how, how they go. From a rough point of view, not having Goldstein's an advantage for them. Um, I think Zeri, their ruckman, has actually had a pretty good pre-season. He's been going all right. Mm. Um, but we need to jump into him and wear him out a little bit because we, we've got two against one, so we might be able to do it. My understanding of Goldstein being left out is so they've got some more run, um, and that's I, I listened to Simpson on 6PR tonight, and that was sort of guess that, you know, you know fast deck, Running game, oh, it's not going to be that important. So, um, and they're probably not worried about getting exposed by Jamison and Williams. So it'd be nice mm. if they actually do do that and expose them for going in with run ruck and pay, make them pay. So, um, and I really like Jamison's sort of willingness to compete around the ground and ground level balls and things like that. So I'm hoping that, uh, uh, and he had a shocking debut last year against North, getting thrown to the wall. So I hope he uh, yeah. walks off with a um, with a better memory of, of that ground and that club than he did last year. Gentlemen, I reckon we will leave it there. Thank you very much to everybody who's jumped in the comments as well because uh, a fair few comments, nice to be back and nice to see a few new faces, a, a few familiar faces as well. But Bender, Keys, yourselves, it's always great to see you guys jump on the show. So thank you for sharing your time and your insights with us. Yep. Uh, gents, beyond that, I reckon that's us done for the week and we've got a new season to look forward to. Hopefully we get a win. Hopefully we start with a win. Uh, if we're going to lose, let's lose differently. You know, let's lose aggressive. Let's lose giving us something to see and, and hopefully the young boys can go well and a little bit of something to build on as well. Until next week, though, guys, uh, in terms of the podcast schedule, we'll keep you up to date. So stay tuned on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Share the show, review the show. Tell a mate. And look, if you do want to come on the show, we love seeing the comments. We love seeing people come through. Please, you know, continue to tune in and, and send the comments. But if you want to jump on the show and, and have a chat as well, send me a message on Big Footy or post in the Big Footy thread as well. And uh, if you're on Big Footy, let me know. Jump on the show. If you're not on Big Footy, sign up. Let me know. Jump on the show. Until next week, guys, we'll leave it there. Uh, good luck to the Eagles in round one. Good luck to the Eagles in season 2023. Bye for now. Go, Cheers. Eggs.